0: Hello everyone, and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. I'm your host, Will Von Doom, and today we're going to talk about the rise of nipple piercings. This week, I wanted to take a look at nipple piercings and their surge of popularity recently. These piercings have not only been increasing in number, but so have our thoughts on them as a culture. These piercings sometimes carry a taboo with them, and today we're going to dispel that feeling with our guests. She's not only been an amazing friend of mine for many years, but is a very talented piercer. Allow me to introduce Miss Anna Beale. Anna, how are you today?
1: I'm great. How are you, Will?
0: I'm doing okay. I'm staying out of trouble, petting dogs, you know, doing the normal thing. Doggo life. Ain't that the truth. So, uh, Anna, I know you pretty well. So why don't you tell our guests uh, a little bit about yourself? When when did you start piercing?
1: Um, I ended my apprenticeship, and it'll be five years in September of this year, but I had about a two and a half year apprenticeship at Cowpoke in Buffalo, New York. I've been working there for, it'll be eight years in July, been there my pretty much my entire career, guested at a bunch of different studios, like St. Sabrina's, had a... Semi full time, part time position at Dorje Adornments for about a year uh, in Rochester, New York. Worked at the wonderful people at Black Diamond. Yeah, so I've been piercing for out of the partnership almost five years.
0: And all those shops are absolutely amazing. As we know, like, not only was I part of the Dorje family, you were too. And that place is just full of love. And then, (laughs) yep. And a lot of those shops, in my opinion, just have this like absolute family mentality to them. Mm Where there's just when you walk in the doors, it's so much love from Black Diamond to St. Sabrina's. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of shops like that across the country, but those are a few that stand out in my mind too. So uh as we know, uh Cal Polk is in Buffalo, New York, which is yes. where you are. They are an amazing shop. And uh you just had want to take some time to just touch down on this. You guys just had your pride parade, right?
1: Yes, we did yesterday, actually. That was amazing.
0: Rad our listeners will actually take a second if they want to and look at our show notes, because there is an absolutely amazing picture of Anna. Um, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell people uh, what you guys wear to the pride parade?
1: Well, it was a new costume selection for this year, courtesy of my idea. Um, and we actually had Sarah and Tom from Dorje dormants come up for the pride parade to walk with us. And there was four, so two sets of giant boobs and we pierced the nipples of them. And Sarah and Tom were a set of them. So I took a photo with my mouth open between them.
0: (laughs) Which is great. And then if I'm not mistaken in the Instagram story, if you actually squeeze the ends, they honk too. Was that? They
1: do. Yeah. They like make a little nice honking sound like a horn. So it's
0: great. Which which is great. So um, going off of that, um, uh, let's move on to our topic for today's show. Today, we're going to talk about nipple piercings. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because they are becoming ever so popular. And there is a surge of them. I know that your shop does... A astounding amount of them, but like as an industry, we've seen the surge uh, in both men and women. Why do you think this is, Anna?
1: At our studio, I know that the surge in women has been the most apparent. We've always had a pretty steady selection of clients that come in, like male clients that regularly come in, and. Because we've been around for 25 years, we still have clients from like the 90s who still have eight gauge, 10 gauge CBRs in their nipples that they were originally pierced with. Recently, in the last few years, we've had a huge surge of young women coming in for nipple piercings. And I think it's incredible. And I think it has a lot to do with like a little bit of a female empowerment, also celebrities are getting them. Like Rihanna got hers done in 2013. And I really think that was the transcending moment. And it's just crazy to see like the selection of jewelry. Women are starting to feel more comfortable. The whole entire freedom Nipple movement. that's a big thing as to why I feel like a lot of women are doing it. They're trying to like reclaim their body in a lot of different
0: ways. I really have to agree with you on most of those points, too. I mean, for, for me personally, especially when it comes to nipple and also genital piercings, I really feel like it's that like empowerment moment where you have total control over you. It makes you feel like, as I described to my clients, like makes you feel like a badass because you can walk into a board meeting and no matter what's going on, you're like, I did this this weekend. Like, and it's yeah. just this little thing in the back of your head that just gives you that little extra boost of confidence that you might need. And plus they look red. That's the other big thing too. I do agree. I think when Rihanna started doing them, it really set things forward because that generation of, of people, I mean, that was only a few years ago, but a lot of her fans are younger and now they're getting older and now they're moving forward. I don't know about you, but I've seen a large amount uh, older women coming in to get them as well. And I, I really think that is more on the empowerment side too. Do you see that as well?
1: Our clientele is normally like anywhere between 18 to 25, but I've had way more older women coming in for like a single nipple piercing and genital piercings combination. The young girls are getting double. Older women are doing like a genital piercing and a single nipple.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, and it does largely depend on the areas in which you are, but I right. I do see that a lot too. And I I really do think it's it's an absolutely great thing to have all these women feel super confident about themselves because in my opinion that's really important. I mean, and this day and age especially with people, you know, being like treated as objects or like catcall culture and all those types of things, like I mean, that that stuff is absolutely terrible and i hate the fact that it exists but by these young women doing these type of things they can actually like give themselves that little bit of confidence to like go about their days and 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 like feel a lot better about themselves uh when faced with that terrible part of life you know what i mean
1: and honestly like it sounds kind of strange in a way but The nude culture, like my generation when I was in high school, middle school, if a naked photo of you was released on the internet, that was like life altering, like your life was ruined. But now I feel like young girls are not young girls, but like young adult women are getting their nipples pierced because they want to send nude photos of themselves and they want to feel like they own their body and they don't care if other people see it because they're so comfortable with the way that they look that they're like, yeah, this is fire. Like, this is amazing. I look slamming. This is so great. I don't care who sees this. Everyone else can see it. It doesn't matter what you do with this photo. Right. So it's kind of like a a fuck you, basically, to the previous like shaming culture of nude photos of women being released online and like just the body shaming culture, too.
0: Right. And I think we're about the same age as well. And I remember that in like high school, like it happened, you know, it was it was a terrible situation for the person. But nowadays, when you talk to clients they're in your piercing room after they're getting things done and they're like blowing up Snapchat with it already and like sending it to all their friends. And it, it is a really interesting change of perspective, especially with how the younger generation is actually adapting that as part of their culture.
1: Yeah. I, and honestly, like what I tell girls is because you do have that awesome like three weeks when you first get them done where you have that honeymoon phase where they look amazing. They're not swollen. They're not getting crusty quite yet. They just look good. I'm like. If you send nudes stockpile in the next three weeks, you'll have them prepared, ready to go for the next year. If they're having a bad day where they're a little flared up, you can just pull one from your archives and send it out and you don't have to worry about it.
0: Just a, <laughs> just this amazing like archive of awesome A plus nudes on their phones. That's yes. I've never even thought yes. of that, but that's awesome. The
1: fire awesome. nudes. The yeah. fire nudes,
0: yes. I I think I think I'm gonna make that the hashtag for this episode It's just fire nudes. Fire
1: nudes, <laughs> yes. <Right? laughs>
0: so uh <laughs> From a piercing uh, perspective, just like people, all breasts and nipples are different shapes and sizes. How would you go about selecting jewelry for the different shapes and sizes and different types of breasts?
1: Um, Well, as I was saying, a lot of our clients are younger. So I have girls come in on the day of their 18th birthday. And honestly, not every nipple is developed when you're 18 years old. Most women, when they do come in... their nipples are almost fully developed, if not already fully developed. So I don't normally have a problem piercing them. But I do look at the definition of the nipple. If I feel like their tissue is not settled, is still going to be growing, you do have to take those into account. Recently, we've had a few women come in who I pierced their nipples like two years ago, and they just started shifting, and they just started migrating. And you don't want that you don't want that at all. So you have to assess like the maturity of the tissue. And then I always look at like the actual cup size. I normally ask the woman, I'm like, you can't always tell from just looking. I'm like, what cup size do you typically wear? And anything over like a full C cup, I go for a 12 gauge. Um, I've just found that there's less tearing on the sides. There's less irritation bumps that happen over time, all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes I will do 14, especially if they're like an A or a B cup and their nipples are not super, super definitive and they're not gonna become really defined when they're erect. Then I'll still do a 14 gauge. Men, I'll do 14 gauge almost always unless they're very into nipple play for like the BDSM scene. Then we'll see if we can make a 12 gauge work on their tissue. But then for the ends that we pick, my favorite are, of course, just like either titanium or steel beads. And then we also offer the bolt cut opals from Anatometal. I found that most of the time those are really comfortable. They add a nice little sparkle effect if people really want the opal look, a little bit iridescent. We also do gold ends as well, either like 316s or 532nd beads, depending on what size will fit the person better. And then um, we even offer some forward-facing gemstones it's for initial piercing, but you have to allow for swelling. And since it's fixed, I'm sometimes reluctant to pierce with those initially.
0: Right. I agree with that too. When it comes to the bullet cut ends and things of that nature, I think those are great because obviously we we all know we can break them into pieces and we can change the -hmm. the length of the shaft. I usually, in my personal opinion, I like to do the forward setting when they're healed as opposed to when we start because then I always feel really guilty. I know that I shouldn't because we're in a business, but I always feel really guilty when a client comes in and they need to downsize and I need to tell them that we need to buy entirely new pieces. As opposed to the really nice pieces that they had before.
1: I normally give the clients a heads up about that factor before oh, absolutely. I actually them with it. I'm like, absolutely. hey, just so you know if you do ever need to downsize it, because like I give anywhere between like quarter inch to five sixteenths of an inch for extra room for swelling, sometimes even a little bit more if I'm concerned about it. And I'm on and I'm honest with people about it. I'm like, hey, if I if this goes down a lot with swelling and if your like nipples don't become more defa- defined after getting them pierced, you might need to downsize them. And you will have to buy a whole new piece of jewelry. So just be aware of that. Yeah, I, Most times time, they don't care. I,
0: I really do feel that honesty is one of those things that we always need to take into account when we're in this industry because these clients are coming in to trust us. And I know right. I, as a former owner that when you own a business, of course you want to be profitable and of course you want to make money. But at the same time, I'd rather have happy, healthy clients that understand that you may have to come back and buy new jewelry or something like that. That's That's one of the things that I've always felt as a piercer, we need to make more apparent. And there are a lot of amazing piercers that are out there that do that. I've worked in a few shops where... They don't tell you you need to downsize at a later date. It's going to cost funds, and and it always makes for a awkward. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So that's a thing, and we need to cross that bridge. That's like
1: one of the first things that I start to go over during my aftercare spiel. Like, hey, this will need to be downsized. Come back in whether it's cartilage, navel, or whatever. Come back in in a couple months, couple weeks. We'll see how it's looking. You will need to buy a downsized post if it is ready to be downsized. It's however much money.
0: Right. So. Yeah, and I try. I always try to handle my own aftercare too. Having a very efficient let me rephrase that having a very efficient member of your team that is the front end uh, manager or front end staff is very important for that too to make sure that they go they go ahead and cover all those different notes and you know explanations as well and i know that you guys have an amazing staff uh you have anna and chloe absolutely adore them mm-hmm. and at dorje we have sarah and actually hopefully in the near future we're gonna have an episode where we talk to uh, Sarah and, and a few other people on um, the importance of front end staff. So, really looking forward to that too.
1: They're more important than my job. Oh, absolutely. Sure, so. They are. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. I say it all the time. They are queen bees, and uh, without them, the hive. Oh, wouldn't absolutely. Work, so, so um, in addition to the nipple jewelry that you already talked about, are there any certain types that you really like for heel piercings? Or see a trend of your clients leaning towards?
1: Honestly, we've been carrying for uh, just the ends from BVLA, like reverse set stones with like tri beads on the sets of on the ends of them, and it is a little hard to sometimes fit them appropriately because you do have to try different barbells to make sure that they all thread the same way. But we do the ends so that. They're more versatile. More people can buy them. It's not one half inch bar for this person that might have a five eighths barbell in their actual nipple that needs to be put in. So we try, we've we been pushing more towards like reverse set stones. We just had a pair in rose gold with reverse set London blue topaz and try beads oh, on wow. the sides of them. We had a set. Oh, wow. I, it was beautiful. This, oh, my God like stunning. And then, um, we had a couple with smoky quartz. One was like a round cut. And then the other one was reverse set as well. Different settings with the tri beads. Those have been like the most common BBLA style that we've been pushing lately. And then just plain gold beads. Like I love rose gold beads and nipple piercings. They look so nice. They have that nice peachy complexion on top of like either a dark brown or even a pinkish skin tone. They always look good. And then people really like the white opal.
0: I've noticed that. Like just, just love that
1: shit for the summertime. That, I don't, yeah.
0: I don't know what it is, <laughs> but white opals have always been a, maybe it's a New York thing. It might be, but uh, in Albany, in Rochester, in Buffalo, at all those shops, white opal is always a huge thing. And uh, I think it's just because it yeah, just crazy, has all those yeah. like little extra flax into it, and just, just people just eat it right up. Yeah, when it, when it comes to rose gold, I am the type of individual that preaches that from the moon and back. I love rose gold, especially yes. uh, with your clientele being in New York and me from New York. We all have that, we're kind of pale, but a little bit warm, yeah. and yellow gold it doesn't always look the best on that skin tone, but rose gold brings out that little bit of warmth that really accents our skin tone. And I don't know, it makes me feel warm, happy. So yeah. hopefully that's what, you know, your clients are singing too.
1: Oh, absolutely. And like, who doesn't want to have gold yeah. in their boobs? Like, it just makes you yeah. feel like you're bad and bougie. Exactly. It's great. The only thing that I've been seeing lately that I've been really not into for healed nipple piercings is I've twice now had to break Spencer's jewelry out of a girl's <laughs> nipple Two different people. Both times I was in the piercing room for like 30 minutes trying to basically break a barbell out of a girl's nipple piercing because it was one of those like skull ones that like the threads got stuck. And I, it was one of those things like I either – she was trying to buy new jewelry from us. So I was taking out her old jewelry and the ball just came off and then the thread was stuck oh in the post or the post was stuck in the thread pattern, and I had to break that end off, and it was a whole thing. So I've been preaching to people, I'm like, I don't care if you want to have costume jewelry in these, you have to wait no less than a year you have to make sure you're buying high quality stuff for them. Make sure that you're not buying from Spencers and Hot Topic, and like I've been preaching that way harder for nipples especially than anything else because I've had such horrible experiences removing them.
0: From right, two and clients. and when it does come to that, I feel if if you had like a piece from you know those two terrible shops in your ear and you saw something going wrong with it, you'd notice it right away because you see yourself every time you look in the mirror. Unfortunately a lot of people don't always check themselves out in the mirror before they like hop in the shower or something similar. So typically you'd only see those bad decisions when it's too late and that's when they come in and we see. I I do have to stress as well, you you get what you pay for. We all know that saying. You don't want to say exactly. it to clients because it, you're just going to make them feel bad. So I
1: Right. I never so- I never say buy don't buy cheap jewelry. I'm like don't Right.
0: And that's the best term you can use. And I, I try to express to clients, too. I'm like, you know, the the price reflects the quality and things like that. And I'm really hesitant to, you know, put that jewelry in or, you know, take it out or things like that. And I, I do think people are becoming more and more aware of that uh, as we spread the safe piercing message more and more. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is to talk about some of these things that maybe piercers can use to talk to their clients or maybe like super fan clients would listen to this and pick up on those. That jewelry is a bane for us It's something that we've had to deal with for a very long time. And hopefully as time goes by, Maybe Hot Topic will realize that it's not the best thing to do buy one, get seventeen for free for six ninety nine, and, and kids will realize that the amount of money that they're spending on jewelry from them to replace it after a price or a gem falls out could just be used to buy a piece that you'll have for the rest of your life with a lifetime guarantee.
1: And like who also wants skull hands grabbing on their nipple? Like uh, why do you want I, that look?
0: I I'm feel so like it's a very unique individual too. and I mean if they're into it like more power to them but me yeah, personally it's not my it, cup of tea.
1: No, I've seen two sets of those now. They come in and they're like how are they looking? I was like why do you have that? My, why? Why is that m- even a thing?
0: My is super concern about I, that is the length of that and the amount of pressure that it's going to put on you when you like lay down on it. I Seriously. I mean I'm I'm not female. Um, but what? one of the things yeah I know <laughs> is it the beard did the beard give it away but uh, one of the, the things mustache, that actually oh that's it but one of the things that I've noticed is like I, I'm married so I see my wife and I mean you poor women have to like jam yourselves into these bras and I mean if you have two skeleton hands in there just hanging out it, it's gonna be an issue because if that's in a position that it's pushing upwards on it by the end of the evening it's just gonna be super grumpy and you know that's when the snowball starts rolling down the hill. And you're, exactly. you're just in trouble. So, yeah, I I agree with you 100 on that. I think it's a thing that a lot of younger women need to take into consideration because breasts are a super important thing to women, and and that is totally a okay in my book. But just really take some time to think about what you're putting into them because the last thing you want to do is cause issues on something that makes you so happy. Does that make sense? Right. I really appreciate your input on discussing that, Anna. I'm really glad not only to have another perspective from a piercer but also on this topic, to have the views of an actual female piercer. So at the end of every episode, I like to take some time and answer a few questions from the community. These are questions from clients and other piercing professionals. Every week, we pick a few of these to get your unique perspective on the question of the situation. So let's go ahead and dive right in with that. uh, Shall we, Anna? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. So these pertain actually to our topic, which is amazing. So our first question is from our listener, Jan, and she asked, I'm extremely self-conscious of my nipples because they're inverted. Do you think they would be pierceable? Could I just go to any shop? Any info would be great. So what do you think about that, Anne?
1: Well, you shouldn't go to just any shop. Um, inverted nipples are one of those things that it does take a a certain set of skills to actually pierce them correctly without damaging the tissue and hurting you or having the tissue or having the piercings reject. You should do some research, find someone who uses reputable jewelry, an APP member, of course, is always great. And keep in mind that you are going to have a bit of a longer heal time. Getting them pierced if they are pierceable is something that you'd have to talk to the piercer about. But getting them pierced can sometimes correct the inversion. And that's always the best thing. Like when I do inverted nipples and the girl sits up afterwards and she's just so thrilled with the fact that she can see her nipple, that she's never, like never gets to just see it out naturally. It's awesome. Like you do have to be prepared though. It will be cranky and red and crusty and piercing experience is not always the easiest because it is sometimes a little bit slower than a standard nipple piercing. We have to do a bit of a scooping technique. But um, if you can find someone who is trained and will be honest with you about them, you should just do it. It's a huge body confidence boost. It will make them most of the time become more prominent. Not always totally correct the inversion if you don't leave them in long enough, but it can help you out in that way.
0: I agree with that too. And touching base on the honesty thing is key. One of the things that we see in our community a lot is piercers possibly doing things uh, that they shouldn't be doing are they think they know how to do it, but actually executing it is a very big difference. As a piercer, there have been times in my career where I have seen a pair of inverted nipples and just said, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Because I don't have enough experience with how severe they are inverted. Why don't I send you oh, yeah. to X Piercer who does these more often, who has a little more skill? And there's no shame in telling someone that they should go see someone else or going to a different shop or, you know, anything like that. It, it's one of those things Absolutely. that stepping back from. The person you are, but sitting in the role that you are allows you to really help the client out first, which is pretty much the main reason why I do my job. So.
1: exactly, and like I have no shame in saying to someone, I don't feel comfortable enough doing this. Feel free to come back in and on a day that my manager, my owner, someone else I work with is here, because I think they could help you out. Because um, I feel like their skill set would be more attributed to this piercing specifically, but. Also, on the other hand, there are just certain times that I don't think that your nipple, in, if it is super inverted, can be pierced.
0: Right. A and that's a, that's a a totally that's a fine thing, to, thing say. to say.
1: Exactly. I had a woman come in and it was one single nipple that had been inverted. And honestly, like the almost the entire areola was inverted too. And I, it wouldn't come out at all. I asked her, I'm like, does it ever come out? She said no. And I told her, unfortunately, I just don't think that this is a viable piercing that you can have. It never comes out you can't train it to come out almost like i was like three quarters of tissue long was actually going in her actual breast it was crazy i was like i just don't feel comfortable doing this
0: and that's that's one of the things that i like to explain to people being able to say no or i'm not able to do that is the difference between a good piercer and a great piercer It, it really is One of those things that makes an incredible difference. And I'm sure that that client understood and actually respected it more by you not just trying to figure something out on the fly. Yeah, um, I hope so. And just (laughs) like taking care of them. All right. So uh, let's do our second question here. This is from an anonymous piercer. And they asked, I find that as a male piercer, I've recently have lost many possible female clients for nipple piercings because I'm male. How do you think I can change that? So Anna, with, uh, (laughs) I think this is a great question for you and I'm going to let you go ahead and answer this and then I'm going to answer it my way and then we'll see where we meet in the middle.
1: Okay. Honestly, you're never going to be able to change someone's preference. Uh, there are certain things you can do personality wise to make you more appealing to female clients for mid double piercing for nipple piercing. But I would say well over half the clients that I have that are female and get their nipples pierced. Say to me, I'm so happy that a female piercer was in today, or I called ahead of time to see if a female was piercing. And sometimes it is that weird possessive thing with their boyfriend where they only want a girl to do it. And I always, at the end, I'm like, well, good thing I'm queer, so doesn't fucking matter anyways. But right, <laughs> I've said that to so many douchebag boyfriends before. Like, it should not matter for you if she doesn't care. But um,
0: I, I personally hate that whole aspect thing i always like to have the client come in and i ask them like i'm like oh i'm gonna take her back for a second just to make sure that everything's okay and I ask her, I'm like, Are you sure you want to do this? He's not forcing you into doing it.
1: But like honestly, like if it's a possessive thing with a boyfriend, you it's super shitty. But for f- most females who are just doing it solo and doing it for themselves, if they have a preference in female piercer, let them have a preference. Like this is already a thing. They're flashing their boobs, which like at this point I'm immune to much like most male piercers are immune to. Right. But it is we don't a even big think about deal it. to that young woman. Like, it's a huge deal for you to see her breasts, see her totally- Because
0: we're close. strangers.
1: Exactly. You're a stranger. And men objectify women. And unfortunately, like, it's not prevalent as much as it can, it, like, as much as the real world in the piercing community, but it's still a thing. And like, some women are victims of trauma, abuse, any of that stuff. And even if they're not, sometimes they just haven't had many partners see their breast. It's a big deal. And if they just want a female to do it, have, let them have a female do it. There's nothing you can really do about that to change their mind. You can't convince them. And then if you try to, it's just creepy. So
0: exactly. I agree with absolutely every point that you made. I mean, we are complete strangers. I don't know about all these other people, but I'm not, I'm not whipping out my junk all the time without being self-conscious, like, you know, to a doctor or something, you know, it, it is a, it's a trust thing. If they want a female piercer, more power to you there there's no there's nothing wrong about it. and in any which way shape or form maybe they feel more comfortable like that's cool like that's your preference i've had clients come in and they're like yeah i'm really looking for a female piercer and when i owned my own shop it was just me piercing and i always made sure that i told them i was like why don't i take your name and your email and when i have a guest piercer come in that is female i'll call you and you can come in and do it or you can go to this shop because i know they have a female piercer you know what i mean right so the other big thing that I would like to stress is even though you can't change who you are as a person, whether it be male or female or other things between, one of the things that I like to do to make clients feel more comfortable is I already look like a scary guy. I'm 6'2". I got a huge beard. I got a huge mustache. I'm I'm a very portly gentleman. And I look intimidating when you come in. And we're we're piercing like younger women. And I think my... My wife always makes fun of me by saying that within 10 seconds of meeting someone, they already know that you're married and you're asking them about like their purse or their makeup or anything like that, because I try to make sure that people know that I'm a neutral person. I'm happily married. I have two dogs and a wife and too many board games. And all of those things I like to express to people because one, it makes me personable. But two, it also shows them that I'm not a threat. And sometimes it makes them feel more comfortable with me because they know that I'm married. And they know that I'm not like on the prowl for creepy things. But stemming off of that, I mean, if you're trying to pick up people at work, don't do that. Don't please, please don't do that. Um,
1: quit your job, like right, exactly. The that. the
0: piercing room. <laughs> I I try to say it like the piercing room and a piercing shop in general is built on trust. And as soon as you uh, break that trust, and let's say start dating someone, and it's great and everything's fine, unless you're gonna be marrying that person. <laughs> Something negative is going to happen, and then they could be like, "Well, so and so hit on me, and that's how we started dating. He's a real jerk, or she's a real jerk." You know, just just don't just don't do that. Like, don't be a creeper. It makes life easier.
1: <laughs> it definitely does.
0: Yeah. Like, like but um, I'm,
1: honestly, but, um, honestly, I heard one amazing line that just summed it up so well, and it was from Aubrey Lynn at Coy uh, in Salt Lake. She said if you're going to ask me on a date, my f- finger ha- better not have ever been up your nose. And like, that is just the perfect way. That is amazing. To say, I'm not going to date clients. Like,
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, if you see somebody out and you know, like sparks start flying, I mean, that's, that's one thing you have a common ground, but, but please don't use your occupation uh, as a dating service. Can we just put that out there? Cause it would, uh, yeah, yeah. it would make, life. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Don't be a creep and then just have the star fly over it. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty much, long story short, when it comes to if a client wants a female like piercer, I really think that as a consumer, they are entitled to having one. Exactly. When you go to get a taco and you get to pick what type of taco you want, like you should be able to pick what type of piercer you want. And when it comes to that, don't feel bad because they want a female piercer. Like there's no reason why you should feel bad. There's not a reason why you should make them feel bad because you're like, I can do it. Well, of course you can do it, but they don't want you to. So, and also that's another reason to have like, you know, male and a female on staff or even having front end positions that are employed by females to possibly like reassure clients that like, Hey, you know, they're great, blah, 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 blah. Anything that you can do to make someone feel more comfortable is going to be your best bet to try to make someone or not make someone, but, uh, have someone, be more accepting be reassuring yeah yeah, exactly. yeah
1: and, exactly and honestly so to jump off that we have two locations for the cowpoke stores um we have one in a suburb out of buffalo and then one in the city of buffalo the one in on main street in the suburb is actually two male piercers out there um and then they have female front end managers and then at the one in the city of buffalo and the elmwood one the one that's been around a little bit longer it's been uh pretty much me and Sarah and then one male piercer on and off. So it's mainly female piercers and mainly female employees at Elmwood because we have three front end ma- uh, front end people that are all female. So the Elmwood location is a very female empowerment. We call it Team E because it's Team Estrogen and Team Elp. That's awesome. Like it is That's women awesome. working there. And I would say the like the amount of nipple piercings that are done at the Elmwood location compared to our other one it's well over doubled the amount because i think people come to elmwood because they know they can almost always have a female piercer without having to request it and it's not that they avoid main street but there's just a reputation that it's always women at elmwood right. and that's just an inherent thing that people feel more like young women feel more comfortable with like it's crazy like from in 2016 elmwood alone did 520 sets of nipples so that's double nipple piercing and then in 2017 just till the end of may so not even this last week or anything we have done 309 that's at just the one bonkers. location 309 sets like i don't know how there's still more p- nipples to pierce in Buffalo <laughs> at this point but it's crazy and like because of the team estrogen environment i think that that really is why women come to that store because they hear from a friend of a friend of a friend. Anna and Sarah are both there and they can help you out and blah, 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 blah. And I'm so happy it was a female and blah, 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 blah. It's not that there's anything wrong with getting pierced by a man, but it's still an intimate
0: procedure. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I, I really, personally, I believe that when it comes to empowering clients, that's why I do this job. I want to make someone, I want to change someone's day by having them come in and being in like an okay kind of mood and then leaving and just feeling Absolutely amazing feeling on top of the world, feel gorgeous, you know, feeling like they could take on the world. And I I really do think that's important. And I, I think when it comes to not only being female, I think you are probably giving your clientele that experience. And that's probably what's like really working out for you. And that's just absolutely amazing.
1: Honestly, Will, the best compliment I've ever gotten after doing a set of nipple piercings. Well, there's two. I had one woman cry and hug. Them.
0: I always love awesome. I like. It's so sad when that happens. Because like, you're like, you're crying. I feel bad. But, but you feel amazing.
1: I know. But at the same time, yes. But the other one was this young girl sat up and she looked at her pierced nipples and she's like, oh my God, I feel like Rihanna. And like the smile across her face, that combination of... Comment and smile just made my fucking day. Like it was great. (laughs) And
0: those are the things, those are the reasons why I do this job is like you have people and they stand up and they're just like all smiles, top of the world, giving you high fives, finger guns all over the place. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And I, that's the reason why I do it. And I want people to be empowered and I want them to feel amazing. And I, I really think that you guys do that. And, and that is the most important thing when you take care of a client. It's just making sure that they get that type of experience, at least in my opinion. Yes. Well, Rad, uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Anna. Um, For all of our listeners, why don't you tell them where they can find you on social media?
1: My Instagram name is Bonanza.
0: Um, You can follow her on social media. You can also follow Cowpoke, which is C-O-W-P-O-K. There's no E on the end. And they're based in Buffalo, New York. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely come visit. Uh, They're an amazing team. They're amazing people. I just absolutely, as you can already tell, I love that shop. Uh, They're very friendly with um, the Dorje family, which I am absolutely a super fan of from working there. And um, it's really nice, at least for me, because when I was based in Albany, we basically had a line that we could send clients down. So there's there's one main road in Albany that goes, or uh, in New York, that goes from one end to the other. And there was Classy Body Art in Albany, which was me. And then there was Scarab uh, in uh, Syracuse, which is John Johnson. George in Rochester, and then Cowpoke in Buffalo. Uh, John, John Joyce, Joyce. oh Jesus, Jesus Crow. Uh, yeah. Thanks for correcting that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's just always great. I love my piercing family, as you can tell, and um, I really appreciate you coming on today to give us the unique perspective on nipple piercings, as well as um, the perspective of a female piercer in regards to them.
1: Thanks, yeah, Mal, absolutely. thanks for
0: having me. If there's ever a question, anybody can hit yes, me. Yes, absolutely. Hey. Finger, <laughs> Finger guns, guns all over the place. <laughs> so, to join the conversation, ask questions, or get info about today's guest, please visit us at Realtalk, a piercing podcast.com. If you have a moment, please take that moment to share us on social media or tell a friend about us. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your questions, for listening, and most importantly, thank you for being the rad empowered people that you are. And as always, don't forget, You are beautiful. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guests are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment.